What's going on, my friends? This is Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary, another episode here live, as we do five days a week. And we've been focusing this week on our mastermind that's coming up December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And if you check the comment, it's a pinned comment right down below. Uh, you can actually find a link to go over to our mastermind sort of info page, sales page, whatever you want to want to call it. It's uh, There's not actually anything for sale, though. If you have a mastermind ticket, you can register this week and um, do it as soon as possible because seats are filling up and uh, it's registration on a first come, first serve basis. Now, we've been having like all of our speakers and stuff this week, and we're going to continue that theme today with um, the person who ironically was the quickest to ever hit the platinum rank in our affiliate program. Help me welcome to the show, Sarah Rabble. What's going on, Sarah? Hi, how are you? Now, how does that fe feel to hear me say the person who was fastest to ever hit the platinum rank in our affiliate program? Um, Kind of mind-blowing. Like, I still don't really think about it too much about how crazy it actually is. Yeah, it's um, it's it's fascinating how you know how really there is no uh, there is no sort of like set template or set experience that's mandatory. I mean, anybody can literally come into this world and completely blow it up at any time. And um, and I hope that that's a lot of inspiration for those of you who are feeling like you're ready to get started or you're ready to start over. Uh, which some of us uh, have to do. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a daily commitment. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Are you looking forward to coming to Orlando? Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. This is gonna be your first. Is this gonna be your first ever like internet marketing live event? Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. You know, there's there's quite a few people who are gonna be actually speaking. Who this is gonna be their first legendary event. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I, I forget if I asked Austin, I think he's been to some events. Brian has definitely been to, to some events. Andre, I don't think has ever been to any internet marketing event and you too. So how do you feel that like your very first actual internet marketing event, you're also going to be speaking and sharing some of your, your strategies and your story? Um, it's a little nerve wracking, of course just because like I am new to the industry. So I'm coming into this, you know, kind of like the, the baby of the group almost. Um, but at the same time, it's super exciting because I feel like me and Andre uh, being such beginners still have like this different perspective than already being into it deep. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to be able to share that with people because it's something that I can do with the accomplishments that I've done is I can connect with people that have been doing this for a while and people that are just brand new and be able to just help them learn and grow too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I actually think that it's actually really important to sort of keep a beginner's mindset. And I do think that there's a difference between a beginner's mindset and a newbie, right? Like a lot of times people call themselves a newbie. I think that that's sort of a demeaning label and it's, it's not as an empowering of a label. And I do believe that like what we say to ourselves and labels that we give ourselves are important. 
But having a beginner's mindset means that you like keep it fresh. And for me, one of the reasons why I continue to create content and continue to do the show and try to stay in the trenches as much as possible is because I do want to stay connected to that not only that beginner's mindset, you know, of always being open to learning, but I also want to stay closely connected to my kind of target customer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which if somebody just freshly bought one of my products, that means that that person is like my ideal customer. Mm-hmm. So there's also a lot of value for you or anyone else who's listening to get closely connected with other people and figure out why they bought what made them buy what's their story what are their pain points so this is going to give you a unique angle and quite possibly an edge to be able to have some of those conversations not only just to offer value like from you to them but also for you to have like one-on-one face-to-face conversations interactions with people who are actually kind of your your kind of target prospect, your target customer that you're actually going for. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm excited just not only even meeting other affiliates, but just everybody in general that's attending. It's going to be a lot of fun. So tell us a little bit about your story, like just for people who don't know you, um, just kind of what happened. I think you're only into this, what, about a year, maybe a little over a year? How long in total? Um, a little under a year, March is when I officially like started as an affiliate. Okay. So just for people who are like new, who have never heard your story and like how, where you came from and, and how you got started, like give us the nutshell version. Yeah. Um, so I was working at a grocery store, a local grocery store in the seafood department. Um, I was working six days a week. Um, sometimes, 14 to 18 days in a row before the next day off, just because I was trying to make ends meet. Um, it wasn't really cutting it. So I started looking into things online to, you know, make something on the side. And I came across the 15 day challenge, went through it in about, I think it was the exact 15 days and then started in March as an affiliate and just started posting and things went up from there. So in the grocery store, not only in the grocery store, but in the seafood department, do you, are you still doing that job or, or have you kind of moved on from that? I moved on. I ended up uh, being able to quit my job. Um, I believe it was in the beginning of July is when I officially quit. I probably could have done it a little sooner, but of course I was, you know, worried just in general that, you know, imposter mindset. But once I got out of that funk, I was able to quit and go full time online. So not only in the in the grocery store, but in the seafood department, like how did you land there? Um, Initially, I was hired for produce, but they weren't giving me hours. So I needed more hours, make more money. And they had an opening in their seafood department. And, you know, I enjoy seafood being from Florida. That's like a big thing here. So I was like, you know, okay, I guess I can learn something about it and be able to maybe cook something up at home. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was cold all the time though. Right, right, right. And did you ever, did you like go home smelling like fish every day? No, I had like a method where I wore like this, like sweatshirt and apron and I like left those at work and would come right in the door and like make sure my shoes were left outside. So I definitely worked around that, but I also worked in a restaurant a long time ago. So you, you'd kind of learned how to not come home smelling like your job. 
Right, right, right. Like a grease trap or like a right. like a like a dead fish. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I came home, like from fishing, you know, I had to I had to take all my my uh, you know my fishing clothes off in the garage. You know what I mean, and put a towel around me, and then go either jump in the pool or or jump in the uh, in the shower. Uh, so, so, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't work in a, in a, in a fish department, a grocery store, but I got a little experience with that. So, um, so awesome. So did you, when you were, when you were, um, when you were, uh, oh, I was going to ask you this. Did you go to college? Yes, I did. You did go to college. Mm -hmm. did I, you graduated, I graduated in December of 2020. Okay, so do you have a bachelor's degree? Um, it's an associate's. Okay, okay. I have part so, of a bachelor's done, but once I started this, I was kind of like, well, let's hold off. You know, <laughs> you're making tens of thousands of dollars online. Like, you know, let's hold off on that, huh? Yeah, the, the books are expensive, so I was kind of like, mm, if I can make this work, you know, maybe I can just function with the degree I have. <laughs> So what is your viewpoint now on, on college in, in, in that, like now that you are, are doing this, like, what do you have plans to, to go back? Are you definitely not going back? Like what, what's your opinion on it now that you have other experience doing this? Um, I think one of the big kind of wake up moments starting all of this was that you don't have to go out immediately after high school and get a degree. And that's not me taking away because that's what I did. That's not me taking yeah. away from a, getting a degree. I do think that like it probably would be a good idea to at least have like some experience with classes, you know, even if you only have like a semester or so. Um, as far as going all the way through like associates, bachelors, masters, doctorates, all, all the way through, I feel like you can hold off on that until you figure out something or if you do figure out something that you love. So it's almost like my perspective switched from the only option is college to kind of yeah. the mindset of like, yeah, it could help, but you know, you have choices. It's not, you know, end of the world. If you end up not going, um, mm. I've had plenty of friends who have come to me asking me about what I do. And if I could go back, if I would not go to college. And I will say that I probably still would have just for the experience and the things that I mm -hmm. did learn, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't sit here and say that, Oh, a hundred percent, college was necessary for me to be able to do my job and be successful. It helps. Yeah. But it's not, you know, one of those things that's drilled into us where it's like, you will not be successful if you don't get a degree. Do you have student loans from that associate's degree? Um, I don't actually. Um, I was fortunate enough here in Florida. They have a thing called uh, Florida prepaid and my right, parents right, right. set that yeah, up. I did. I did that. I did that. I did. Yeah. Well, no, I have that for my, my kids actually for my oldest, um, not for my youngest yet, but, but I, I did. So you had that. You had yeah. I had that. And then I had some scholarship money from like doing a few essay contests as well. And then Good I was working two jobs when I graduated high school. So I was luck lucky and thankful and yeah. grateful that I didn't go and do, you know, any student debt. Yeah, 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 and I and I wasn't really, I wasn't at all trying to lead that question into you trashing college, like because you're you have a fresher perspective than than a lot of people, and you definitely have a better perspective than I do, having never gone to college. Um, I'm just interested to know what people's opinions are of going to college, and you know 
what's because I I feel like and again I didn't even have this experience but I feel like kids are sort of I think you said this sort of pigeonholed or or kind of made made to believe that that's the only choice right because you get built up about that as a matter of fact I even my 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 five-year-old asked me last night daddy did you go to college I was like no and then she was like mommy did you go to college and she was like yeah and then she was like why didn't daddy go to college you know and and she was like well go ask daddy (laughs) I'm not gonna explain for him like his his choices uh but um (laughs) right 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 so um yeah like i just i just feel like you know i don't know i just i just wish that uh kids weren't as i guess made made to believe that that's like the only option but i do still feel like there's an important transitionary period like you said that like 19 20 even 21 like those two or three years to, to kind of go and have, I almost wish like it was less about just going from the high school classroom into the college classroom and more about like exploration and adventure and even traveling. Like I wish that there was, that was our culture and our society, because I think at that age, what's really important is to, is to kind of explore and try different things. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is something that I have a younger sister. She just turned 17 in September. So she's really getting the like freshest experience between her and I for what it is that high schools are talking about. And they still are just the same. It's like, you have to do everything for college because if you don't, then what are you going to do? You know, work at, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it, but work at fast food your whole life. And it's like, that's not necessarily the case, but that's still something drilled in. And I, try to express to her like my opinions and experiences of yes like getting a degree you know especially if it was made available to you as an option like it is for her and i with the florida prepaid you know take advantage of that experience but you don't need to kind of beat yourself down with a hammer that you know if you don't get that degree you're not going to be successful in anything um i always through high school and even through college before finding affiliate marketing always thought that my mindset was crazy about wanting to be able to work to enjoy life to go travel go spend time with family um because it was just not the norm and i really wish that it would be a faster transition for you know young younger people coming out into the world from high school that there are other options out there that can allow you to do that what do you believe is the norm? What do you, and you're talking about basically social messaging, right? Okay. What do you think is the norm? Because I'm just wondering even how many other people might be able to, to, to say, well, yeah, that seems like that's been the messaging I've got too. Um, for me personally, definitely is, you know, you're going to graduate high school, you're going to go to college. Even if you just get your AA at first, you have to have a degree as a base to be successful. Then you need to find that full-time job with a company that you can really grow with um, and build a career around. And once you do that, then you've made it, but then you have to work until retirement, build up, build up that 401k and make sure they have great benefits. And then you can retire and that's when you can you know, do things um, that are you know, fun, et cetera, in life. And I viewed it from my parents as well. However, they did always incorporate, like we did take time off and 
you know, go spend time with family and do stuff. But I mm -hmm. saw how difficult it was to be able to take three or four days off to go see my grandparents. And that just never, it just didn't seem right. And I thought I was mm. crazy because that norm was always shoved down your throat of just like, nope, you're going to have that job and you're going to be working all those days, nine to five, and you'll retire eventually. But I always was like, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't feel right. If I want to go mm. visit my grandparents or, you know, take some time off to go watch my sister at a swim meet, I should be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, not have to to um, to basically beg or feel shame about it, mm -hmm. right? Or guilt about it. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, without without going into the the long story, I was talking to my wife about, uh, or my wife was talking to me about a situation that happened back when her mom was employed as mm -hmm. a teacher, and it was just unbelievable. I mean, and obviously this was this was forty years ago. But I mean, the way that we thought about things like what you're talking about, when you can have fun, for example, mm -hmm. just to stay on topic, when you can have fun, I mean, you're sitting there telling an, a 16, 17, 18 year old kid that, well, here's what you're going to basically do for the next like 30, 40 years of your life. And then when you're 70, that's when you can have fun and no mm -hmm. wonder there's so much rebellion you know no wonder there's so many uh you know i i don't know i mean just i, I think we're beginning to see this culture of of people kids pushing back on that and in mm -hmm. figuring out ways especially with the internet now to be able to live life and make money at the same time mm -hmm. and i think that that's you know, that's the the ultimate. Um, if we even think back to our ancestors, you know, I mean, what were they doing? Even as they were hunting and they were gathering and they were farming, they were still with family. You know, they were with their tribe. They didn't go and clock in to some bush, you know, and sit in a bush all day unless they were hunting, you know. But they didn't go in and become sort of robots. It was important for them to think. It was important to, for them to to have family tradition, to have, you know, culture in 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 so forth. Sarah, Sarah, I'm curious. When you went high, hi, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. This is my wife, Erin Sharp. Everyone. Um, when you went to school, did you have to pick a major like before school started? Yep, I had to because I'm yeah, like 15 years older than you, so I had to pick it before the first day. And yeah, I was like, had, I don't know. They had an option where you could pick undecided, but by the end of the first semester, you had to pick something. And yeah. I, I, another, you know, fortunate thing, just like the Florida prepaid, my mom was like, okay, if you want to do medical, do something medical. If you don't want to do something medical, pick a business major because that can. That's be what my mom said. Yeah, yeah, so I ended I up like, picking. I, I ended up picking like business management, and I had gotten a few classes done for a minor in hospitality. Like later on, if I went back, which I might go back in the future, who knows? Yeah, you know, it kind of just depends on where things go. But yeah, when I remember filling out the paperwork with my parents before, you know, picking classes for my first semester, and they were like, "So what do you want to do?" And I was like, "I thought I, this was Rosie. supposed to figure that out." But right. it's crazy now. that they're still doing it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I graduated in 04. So 
I mean, I was, it was 1999 when I started college and I remember that experience and them feeling like I got the feeling they were annoyed or like exasperated. And I also looked around and everybody else seemed to know, but their parents probably, or maybe they did know, maybe they had a passion about something, but I didn't know. And so the guy's like, well, what do you like to do? I'm like, I don't, uh, what do you mean? Like drink? Like, I don't <laughs> so he's like, well, what interests Shop. you? And I said, <laughs> I, I want to know why people do what they do. And they were like, okay, so you'll major in psych. I'm like, uh, all right. And it ended up being something I was really interested. I mean, I have my master's. I'm not knocking school. So, mm -hmm. but I just think the process is definitely broken. Because oh, think yeah. about it. two of you like change your mind, how much money you would waste because then you got to like do all different prereqs and stuff. Yep. So. It was like a whole structured paper. And I remember asking at one point, um, because, you know, randomly as a kid coming into the world, you like change your mind about things all the time. I was yeah. like, what if I did this? What if I went into this major? And she was like, you'd basically have to start school over. And I was like, exactly. That seems like not only lot. is that like an arduous thing, but if you can afford that, you know what yeah. I mean? Anyway, sorry to butt in. <laughs> I'll see I you love, next month. I love your butt in. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. Bye. Yeah, and that actually, my wife is like pro, like she actually enjoys teaching and like school and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that actually hearing that uh, like perspective from my wife, like the bit of griping, you know, about how the process works is, is, is coming from somebody who actually enjoyed going to school, was good at school, and even one day has a dream about potentially being a professor. You know what I mean? Like we have, we have retirement dreams and mm -hmm. ironically hers are, you know, and maybe by then I'll convince her to you know, have her own events or course or, you know, I don't know, but, but regardless, she wants to, she envisions in her, in her, what do they call them? Golden or silver years, like being a professor, you know what I mean? And, and um, it's just interesting, you know, it's interesting because the truth is, is that, uh, you know, we have a society that trains us to be order takers and trains us to be, um, you know, d d just, just, just take orders, you know what I mean? Essentially factory workers, you know, and it's, it's critical thinking skills are not taught in school, you know? So when we come into this online world, basically the reason why so many marketers, quote unquote marketers, really, these are the scumbags, I think are the ones who are like, oh, we're going to do it all for you. And we're going to, you know, tell you just just click by click, we're going to, it's basically all going to be done for you, you know, and, and people eat that up because, you know, we've been trained not to think we, we've yeah. been trained, right? So like when we have students come into our program and we say, well, look, here's the blueprints. We're going to, we're going to train you and we want to train you to be independent, not mm -hmm. dependent. We do have, I mean, I think we've got a pretty, pretty, pretty amazing success rate in, in, in a very low complaint rate, mm -hmm. right? But you can tell there's a little bit of friction or a little bit of resistance when you first start giving people that message because they're like, hey, hold on a second. Like, this is different. I, I have to make the decisions. I have to be responsible versus 
the boss or the, whether it be the boss standing at the door waiting for you to clock in or the clock in machine mm-hmm. waiting there for you to clock in and all these sort of things that are there to hold you accountable and also give you your orders for the day. That's sort of what we're used to. Oh, I'm just here to do my job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. then we sort of develop that attitude of, well, I don't really care what happens as long as just I do my job. Entrepreneurship is the exact opposite of that. So have you enjoyed that process of entrepreneurship and sort of what comes along with that? Or or was that a difficult transition for you? I think it's both. It was definitely a difficult transition because, I mean, even when I started before launching as an affiliate and as an entrepreneur, I still sat there with doubts of just like, how far does this go? You know, because that's stuff that society tells you was so drilled into my head. Um, once I was like committed in it, I guess, and I quit my job, it was definitely a transition where I'd wake up and I was like, okay, what do I want to do today? And sometimes there were moments where I just kind of stood there in the living room was like, okay, let's go make content. And it was definitely weird to be able to decide what my schedule or like my daily itinerary was. But now that it's been a while, I really don't ever imagine going back. I'm able to do a whole bunch of things, whether it's, you know, grandma calls and she's like, hey, could you come up for a few days? And I'm like, yeah, I just need an internet, you know, a Wi-Fi password and bring my laptop and maybe like an hour or two and I can do whatever you guys need me to do. Or my sister's like, hey, do you want to come with me and some friends to the movies? Yeah, no problem, you know. My mom asking for help because they have a whole bunch of dogs. Hey, can you help me get this dog, you know, to the vet for their checkup? No problem. I'll just mush, push my stuff back till later in the afternoon. Being able to make those decisions and really make it so I'm making money work for me and mm-hmm. I'm working to live instead of just working to keep the wheel turning is something I don't I don't ever imagine giving up. So speaking of your daily itinerary, what has sort of become, what has become high priority activities and what has become low priority activities for you on a daily basis? Um, High priority is definitely like my home and my family. That's just me. So obviously the more time you put into your business as an entrepreneur, the more you'll get out of it, you know, but I made like strict kind of rules for myself where it's like on weekends, my boyfriend and my family and my sister don't have work or school. So I'm not doing anything on the weekends so I can spend time with them. Uh, During the week, it's definitely, you know, household. I have pets, uh, family, you know, my own personal health and well-being. And then it'll transition into, okay, let's do the work stuff for the day or the week. You know, if I end up batch creating things and then it just kind of goes into finance too. And that's I, I'm glad that you said that because that was not what I was thinking about when I asked it. But I, what you the answer that you gave was wonderful and perfect and an additional, you know, insight into your kind of life priorities, uh, which I think are really important. And I think sometimes when we start a business, it becomes all about us, where we're willing to do anything to succeed. And oftentimes, sometimes family life and sometimes relationship stuff gets sacrificed a little bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, what, what, what I'd like to ask now is what are your priorities in terms of marketing activities or business activities on a daily basis versus low priority items that 
um, you realize, gosh, this isn't really that important for me to focus on. And maybe even I thought it was important at the beginning or whatever. So high priority kind of business marketing activities on a day-to-day basis versus low priority. Um, I'm kind of, you know, still developing that over time because there's a lot of different ways you can go about it because being an entrepreneur in this industry, like you can do anything that you want the way you want to do it. I think for me, I put a high priority on communication and being real, like being myself to people. The way I talk on lives, in this interview, in my emails, in my responses to comments and DMs is always how I would talk to my friends and family. You know, maybe a little more big girl words, like professional words in there, but I don't change the main messaging. So I think one of my top priorities in marketing is definitely my communication with people. And then it would go into, you know, okay, what kind of content and how frequent the content, but I feel like some of the things with social media that's kind of dangerous is that we get caught up with following views, likes, and stuff like that. And of course it is beneficial to the business as far as growth of the social media account, but if you're focusing more on your messaging to people and to kind of virtually reach through that screen and help people along, I feel like those numbers don't have to be crazy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, you have some experience and I, I, I'll want you to talk about that a little bit at the mastermind. Um, just for those of you who are just tuning in, Sarah is the fastest affiliate here at Legendary. And again, not all customers who come through and buy our training and our products become affiliates of Legendary. She just happened to to want to become an affiliate of Legendary and sort of promote our products. And she was the fastest ever to hit the platinum rank, um, which is a, a pretty huge accomplishment. And you've had some ups and downs. It's not all been, it's not all been running through a field of, of rosy flowers. You've had accounts shadow banned. You've had to, um, in a sense, you know, pivot, uh, not completely start over, but you've had, you've had some moments that probably took your breath away and you had to say, Hey, you know, what am I going to do now? So, what has been, I thought there was a great question here, um, and maybe this might be a way that you could weave that in. We'll take one question. Jason Miner asked, Sarah, what's your aha moment that changed everything for you, and what are three things you wish you knew when you first started that you can give the, to the complete newbie? Okay. Um, I think my aha moment was... Um, the first time I received an email response. So we set up our email automation system. Of course, I use Aweber and I had someone reply to one of my automated emails and just kind of told me their story, asked me questions and just was looking for more insight. But I think receiving that email, um, because the lady had mentioned in it of how much of an inspiration my story was to her, I think that was my aha moment of just kind of like, it doesn't have to all be about business. That was kind of my aha moment of like, as an entrepreneur, of course, you know, we need to make money to survive, but being able to help someone along and change someone else's mindset or help them develop a new mindset or new skill base is kind of what the goal is. So I think that was my aha moment of kind of combining, yeah, you've got your finances worked out, of course, because you need to survive, but Mm -hmm. being able to make like 
a difference for someone and help them through something that was difficult for you was one of the most, I think, just mind-blowing moments when I first started. Um, Three things that I wish I knew when I first started definitely would be that, like, the followers and the likes and the views is not everything, you know, it's, it's, you know, an aspect of your business that can be important, but you know, you don't, if you're having videos or posts that aren't going viral, that doesn't mean that things aren't good for you. It just means keep going. You know, it's kind of like get back up on the horse. Um, another one would be don't let the hate that's going to come in change you, your morals, your ideas, and your messaging. I had internet people have hate and I also had people in, you know, the real world. IRL. Yeah, IRL. (laughs) And IRL had, you know, comments and things and opinions to say. And you can take it into consideration if you want to, but really knowing what you're doing and doing it how you want to do it is the kind of like the golden thing to keep telling yourself for sure is not letting those people who are either jealous or just upset with things that are going for them affect how you're doing things. A third thing, oh goodness, would probably be have fun with it. Don't put so much pressure on yourself when creating content. I think that a lot of people are like, oh, I've got to make this many videos for I don't know if I froze or she. She's frozen. Oh damn it! It was like right. Okay, you're you're okay. kind of back now, Sarah. Yeah, you're back. Okay, so um, anyway, back on content. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, have fun yeah. with it. You're kind yeah. of yeah. Set up your phone as if you're making TikToks and videos with your friends. You know, mm-hmm. not putting so much heavy stress on it actually can make for better content. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Well, Jason, hopefully that that was helpful. I want to go back to the um, aha moment that you said that you had and just just share some thoughts that I had that came up for me as you were saying that. You know, I you mentioned basically that having somebody respond that a piece of content or something that you said really kind of impacted them and in in, in in a sense sort of changed their life or changed their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And what what came up for me when you said that was that I really believe that that buying something can be a spiritual exchange, you mm-hmm. know, and and it is a spiritual exchange. And I mean, I, I try to not buy anything that doesn't give me spiritual value. And what do I mean by that? It doesn't mean that I buy it and all you know, I'm sitting there praying to the 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 you know the good Lord up above. I'm just, Oh, thank you. That's not what I mean. I don't mean like in the, like in the, like prac, like, like the religious sense. I mean that like, if I buy something, it's because I want to, I want to buy something from people that I feel share values that I have or that I aspire to have. Mm -hmm. I want to buy something from people who are, who, who it's their mission to deliver good value and help people and help them transform. I like, I want to give those people money. You know what I mean? And in, in, in exchange, 
you know, I, I want to receive something that's going to improve my life. You know what I mean? To give me happiness, to give me, to give me joy, to give me skill sets, you know? So it's one of the reasons why I, you know, why I got clean, you know what I mean? Back in 2008, because I mean, the obvious ones, the external, you know, consequences of having a drug and alcohol addiction are, are obvious. You, may become homeless you may go to jail you may but also it kind of eats away inside at your self-esteem at your self-worth at you know and i want to be a part of things i want to buy into communities and i want to pay my fair share like i want to pay my membership fee i don't want it for free like for me buying something is also a spiritual act of integrity because i'm buying my seat you know i'm buying my my entrance i'm not just creeping through mm -hmm. so when i'm there like i i like i bought my seat you know what i mean like i mm -hmm. if somebody comes up and asks for my ticket i'm not sitting in somebody else's seat you know what yeah. i mean like i can say no i i got a ticket for this like i bought it you know what i mean like my i worked for the money and then i bought the seat and and i'm here to contribute or i'm here to enjoy the show or whatever and for me that was actually one of the things that I learned in recovery um, in 12 step stuff. There's this tradition. There's like the 12 steps and 12 traditions, you know, even though I don't know if you're, you've ever heard of that before. But the seventh one, the seventh tradition is, you know, being fully self-supporting, you know, declining outside contributions. And that was like a big lesson for me. You know what I mean? Because I had lived a lot of my life like welcoming handouts. You know what I mean? Like if and I was even told, well, don't look look the gift horse in the mouth mouth. And and what I learned was earning something, like really earning it is is a kind of a spiritual act or paying my you know paying for my ticket, like not always looking for something for free. And I think that that you know this whole exchange when you step into your power when you realize that you have value and wisdom in things that you can share with people that can help them even if they're simple you know even if it's setting up an autoresponder but if it's done with the intention that i want to help you and i want to bring value to your life and i want to help you succeed and in an exchange for that you can buy something from me you don't have to but you can Right. And I invite that because that's your way of saying thanks to me. Right. And it's like this, this spiritual exchange. I just happen to be a weirdo who believes that. And I believe that I believe in karma. And I believe that what I put out into the world is, is what I'm going to get back, you know? And mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I may be speaking a different language. <laughs> I, I, maybe nobody who's listening, maybe you and I are just the weirdos. Maybe nobody listening here can resonate with it. I don't know. Maybe you can let us know in the comments whether that makes sense to you or not. But I, I just tend to believe that, you know, the more the more value I deliver and the more my intention is to help, I'm actually, and the, the easier I make it for people to give me money in exchange for the value that I put out, mm -hmm. and I welcome that, and I don't just be like, oh, no, you know, don't worry about it. No, hey, yeah. what? you're welcome to also ex return that spiritual currency in the form of these silly little paper things that we pass around, but you can, you can get yeah, sure. Absolutely. Here, if you'd like to, if you'd like to support me, then I, 
actually support me and support you at the same time. Go and buy this product. You know what I mean? Does that resonate with you at all? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, being able to join a community that is not only going to like lift you up, but you're going to learn things along the way, I think is absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial because it's not, you can learn all these skills of how to build things and stuff like that. And that's great. But if you don't have that community, like you said, behind you, that you're a part of, that you have your seat in, you know, it, you could end up being lost by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so helpful to be, uh, with other people on the journey. And I know that a lot of people are grateful that they're on the journey with you. And so I am thrilled. I'm excited. I'm pumped up to hang out with you. Like really, uh, I, th I think you're an incredible young person. Like seriously, yeah. I just love your story. I think you're so brilliant. I think you're intelligent. I think you're just, you're brave in your paving the way for a lot of entrepreneurs, male and female in this game. So keep up the great work. I'll see you in Orlando in a, a few weeks. Okay. And uh, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys then. All right, Sarah. Peace out. All right, my friends. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to put her IEG handle. You can go over. Uh, she uh, gave us this for you to follow. If you want to follow on IEG, the blonde affiliate, you can go check her out, be a part of her network, her community. And, um, and my friends, look, if you have a mastermind ticket, go ahead and you want to come. Okay, we'll be doing everything that we can to keep the entire group as safe as possible. Um, so, yes, we 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 do believe in trying to keep people safe, and um, and we want to respect everybody's uh, wishes and 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 personal choices. So, although we're not mandating anybody to do anything, um, we're going to provide all the sort of safety accessories, including mask if you want to wear them. Uh, there'll be COVID test on site if you want to take one or somebody is not feeling well. Of course, we ask you to stay home if you're not feeling well. We'll have thermometers to be able to, you know, we'll just non-invasive right on the forehead. Um, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. I mean, this has been over a year and a half since we've done our last mastermind. And these truly are, I believe, the best experiences in this industry because they're intimate. Uh, there's, there's going to be, you know, a small to medium sized group of folks there, probably, you know, 30 to 35. I don't know how we're going to close registration soon. We're almost fully booked. Uh, of course, there'll be lots of our team there, maybe even your business plan advisor, like tons of our team, lots of incredible top earners, top affiliates, top marketers from the industry. So go and register. We look forward to seeing you there. And, you know, if you can't make the mastermind or you're not a ticket holder of the mastermind, stay close to the community, keep learning, keep growing to keep earning. And uh, we'll continue to do what we do on a daily basis to, to help lift you up and support you every step of the way. Um, all right, my friends, those of you who are coming, we'll see you in Orlando. We're going to roll the reel, the testimonial reel here uh, in just a moment. And we'll see you back here for another episode tomorrow. Get out of here. Peace out. confirmed in me the fact that I really can do it. Um, 
I have to take action, but I am a, I am perfectly able to do it. Uh, there's so many paths. There's no one right way, which I love that. And you be yourself, and you're going to attract people who are like you. It was awesome, and I'm not just saying that the pump up day. It was awesome. It was worth way more than I spent. Familyness and the friendliness and the be able to talk to folks that's running legendary marketing and they were just down to earth and would do everything in on the planet to help me and everybody that was here. I mean, it was priceless. This this legendary system, the way it's set up, it feels more genuine. It's not like hype. It's a, it's work that you're gonna do and we're here to help you. It's not like, hey, you're gonna get rich next week. You know, and I get that and it's like, wow man, they're being really honest with me. Telling and, and also you taught us very well that we, we want to give value, you know? It's not about what we can make. That is definitely not the first priority. The first priority is to give value to other people. You can always hold yourself back because of fear. Eventually, you're just gonna regret not doing something. And for me, doing this was, you know, my leap of faith. It was like going in and going do it and don't look back. This whole journey of from click to sitting here in Florida to pretty nice pad. If you'd asked me six months prior, I would have been like, no, there's no, I would, no, that's not me. That's not my lifestyle. You know, that's, that's not what I do. I'm, I'm the, I'm the go-to guy. I'm dependable, but I'm not going to go outside my comfort zone because I'm so strong at these things. Why would I need to? And that's the thing I, I needed to. Action packed. The first day was very content driven. It was more strategy and stuff like that. And then the second day was more uh, mindset, motivation, and uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of stories being shared. But I love the fact that people were actually vulnerable, sharing their stories, sharing their experiences and stuff like that. Before I came to Mastermind, five out of 10. And by now, it's like I'm 10 out of 10 well equipped to go forward and be me than I used to be three days ago. But every time I talk to somebody I get a different perspective on advertising something I hadn't noticed or a new way to advertise or a new site to use to help me in my advertising. I got so much value from so many people let alone the coaches. The coaches were woo, but just even the people who are on this journey. Look at the value that I'm getting from you. Let's say if there was no coaches, the people who are here for the first time. Just spending time with them, learning from them, learning their stories and how determined and motivated they are. Oh my God. When I just got to talking to some of the people that was here, you know what I'm saying? And they kind of was throwing ideas around for me, you know what I'm saying? And that's where it comes to the masterminds, you know what I'm saying? That's what the big benefit is coming to masterminds, you know what I'm saying? You can pick up ideas from different people and I just said well say well that's what I'm good at so I ran with it. I've got accountability partners that I've met through you know, like the leadership program and I'm on zoom calls several times a week with people so I am in a constant touch with people from the legendary and we help each other out. It's really hard to learn all this information on your own and I've tried to learn things on my own you know doing YouTube videos and Udemy courses and things, you know, like paying for one little program here, one little program there, and then you might only be taught about one particular opportunity, you know, or, or only taught a portion of the information because the person is pitching a course that they want you to enroll in. So this gives you like a big picture overview of so many different options that you could do in the online space.